coming to you from New York City, everyone's favorite conservative in New York, host of The Christopher Wright Show, Christopher Wright. Well, hello, hello, hello out there. How's everybody doing? It's everybody's favorite conservative in New York, Christopher Wright. Here to present you with the Christopher Wright Show. I apologize, everybody, for the technical difficulties from earlier. I am dealing with some issues right now when it comes to Optimum. I'm telling you a little heads up, kids out there, for the parents and the kids, do not give your kids Optimum. That is, that is bad news. Bad stuff. Bad stuff. Man, I'm using right now, I'm using my Wi-Fi or was it my hotspot on my cell phone right now because that is a better connection than my Wi-Fi connection where I'm currently at. And I'm literally a block away from Verizon. Just a block away. And then people one block away from me to have Verizon. Just one block. I wish I could have it. But it is what it is. I'm not here to complain. I'm not here to play victim. I'm here to tell the truth. I'm here to speak the truth. That's all I'm here to do. Maybe they're trying to shut me down for speaking the truth. Maybe the FBI is listening to me right now and they're hearing me say, you know, the V word too much with the V followed by the M word back to back. And they're like, nah, can't have it. Can't have this guy speaking truth. We can't have this guy spreading truth. But it's all good. I'm back. I'm back, and I want to leave where I left off. I got a breaking news information, folks, while I was off the phone, because I have a gentleman I know. I, I was telling you guys about where I stand, because I'm going to go back to kind of go back a little bit to what I talked about before. Some, some of you guys probably heard from before, before. Some of you might be just tuning in. But what I want to speak about, uh, first and foremost, by the way, I got a new fan page, Christopher Wright fan page, Right Like Wright Brothers. Check out my fan page, guys. Please follow, like, share, all that good stuff. I'm trying to find, spread my voice out in multiple platforms in multiple ways right now because they're trying to censor me. They're trying to shut me down. They don't like me saying what I got to say. I don't know why. Maybe because I'm a black conservative walking through Brooklyn talking about Trump and what's going on, really going on with these whole vaccine mandates and everything else. And they don't want me doing that. So what I did when they tried, when this whole, my, you know, got cut off of my optimum Wi-Fi situation, I came back and put all my platforms out there for everybody to see. I don't care. I don't care anymore. You're not shutting down my freedom of speech. It's not happening. Not happening, folks. I'm sorry. I'll do whatever it takes. Because in life that I felt the feeling it feels to have your freedom of speech taken away from you. I thought in America, I never had that feeling. I thought it wasn't possible to have a feeling in the United States of America. But yet, it seems like it is. And that's very unfortunate. But it's not going to do what I know as an American, as a patriot, God loving, God loving, and God fearing American, <laughs> is I'm never going to back down. I'm always going to come. I saw the Berlin Wall fall as a little boy over in Germany as a little kid. My dad's an armored major veteran. We lived in Baumholder, Mannheim, five years of peace for y'all just tuning in. Haven't been in the last three years. I don't know what's going on in my personal life. So I'm born and raised in this country, taught to never back down, taught to never play victim, taught to, taught to fight for truth. They get it out there regardless of what happens. If you got to die for your country, you got to die for country. Do what you got to do. And that's why I'm here. And this is crazy what's going on. You guys know I'm in New York. You guys know what's going on in New York with the whole situation. I don't know what I can say. You see what I'm saying? See, I, I got to watch the words. One, two words. You two be like, oh, strike one, strike two, strike three. You're spreading medical misinformation, sir. How dare you? America's Angel. Hey, Christopher, love and respect for you. God bless. God bless you too, America's Angel. And I love that name, America's Angel. You know what I mean? Because in God, we trust. United we stand, divided we fall, folks. This is America. And this is how we're America's going to carry it because we're fighting back right now. I know some patriots out there and here in New York in the streets right now. The New York City Freedom Rally. Shout out to those patriots, a part of that. Getting out there, making, you know, getting their voices heard. 
marching up to you know the uh, the fake news New York Times building. You know what I mean? Getting out there, hitting the streets, fighting for Kyrie Irving, all Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, you know, doing their thing, man. And I going out to their events. I show them support. They come out. I I done a rally. They show support for my rally because when they more they censored me, the more I home locally I built up. I just that's all I did. The more they censored me on the internet, the more I, I hooked up with people locally. I went to as soon as they suspended my live. I went to New Jersey, linked up with some Patriots out in Jersey. There's some Patriots in Jersey doing their thing right now. Much love and respect for them. And I'm going to fight for them. They're across the bridge away. They're not New York. They're Jersey, but they're a bridge away. They're Americans. This is the Northeast. And we got to stand up and fight. Because you guys want to see what's happening in Jersey right now? Because you guys haven't been Patriots. They're trying to – Jersey is flipping red. And I said it earlier. I'm going to say it again. And I always talk about turn New York red, turn New York red. People are like, Chris, you're crazy. Oh, turn New York red, Chris. Oh, you really think it's going to happen, Chris? Do you think New York can turn red? Yes. Yes. Yes, I think New York can turn red. I'm not playing around with that. I had a rally. I've done marches. I do whatever it takes. Jersey is about to turn red. That's why they have to cheat. They're cheating right now in Jersey. I guess you guys haven't noticed. I noticed. You know why? Because I support Trump. And they stole the election for Trump. And the way they stole it is the same way you see what's going on right now with Phil Murray, Murphy and Jack Cedarelli. I know I said it wrong. But guys, you know who I'm talking about. It's the governor. Uh, they're, they're going in for the government, governor race for the governor right now in Jersey. And what happened was Jack was leading uh, Phil Murphy uh, late at night. It was, uh, you know, uh, up by like one, almost two points at one point. And it was like game over. You know, this late, this many votes in, it's a wrap. Might as well give it to him on a, on a steak platter. Here it is, sir. You are now the governor of New Jersey. New Jersey's officially red. That's all they had to do. But what did they do? They went to 3 a.m. Oh, oh, 3 a.m. Votes. Magical votes. Here come the votes. Oh, no. Where are the votes coming from? But the votes come. And oh, look. They're just for the Democrats. The only people to do mail-in balloting and mail-in voting are Democrats. Trust the science. So that's what happens. The mail-in balloting come in. It's all Democrat votes. And all of a sudden, I woke up in the morning. And who's up in the morning by 1%? Oh, yeah. Phil Murphy. Phil Murphy. What a quinky dink. What a quinky dink. Same situation that happened with Donald J. Trump. So when Chris says, say, Chris, come out to the rallies for the anti-vax mandate. I respect what you guys are doing. Fight for medical freedom. Medical freedom is very important. That's our health, folks. If we don't got our health, we can't be out here doing We can't be fighting for our country without our health. Health is very important. Don't get it twisted. But my issue is this. We wouldn't be in a situation right now in New York City if Donald Trump was president of the United States. Why isn't he president? Oh, yeah, because they stole the election. Election integrity, folks. What's a country without election integrity? Medical freedom, yes, that's very important. But the reason why we're in this medical freedom issue is because they stole the election from Donald J. Trump. We need to focus on election integrity. Conservative Republican Alliance of New York, that's the group I founded in New York, folks. Please check me out. Please follow me on my Facebook fan page, Christopher Wright fan page. It's growing. I'm trying to get the word out there. I'm interviewing local candidates. I'm interviewing America First candidates. I know a couple in Jersey. I'm going out to, I was going to go out to an event in Jersey on their behalf this month on the 14th and speak at their event. The reason why I'm not, because we're holding back. Why? Because there's a recount for the governor race. There's another gentleman who hit me up when I had a little, little, uh, you know, technical difficulty earlier. A friend of mine who's running in Jersey for a local position in Jersey. 
called me up and said, Chris, I seen you get, you lost your stream there. Is everything? I'm like, yeah, everything's good. He said, I heard what you said about what's happening in Jersey. I was up by 2000 votes the night before the election. When I woke up the next morning, I'm down by 2000. And that's on a local level in Jersey. Folks, it's real out here. If in case you haven't been recognizing when I said to New York, Red, I wasn't playing games. I'm living here. People are sick and tired of the radical leftist, fake news, propaganda spewing nonsense. They're sick of it. You guys know I've been sick of it. I've been sick of the day I moved here 10 years ago and I saw these little hipsters walking around with all black on with holes in their jeans, walking around with neighborhoods. You got paid $2,000 for rent. They're not broke. You're not broke. Why are you walking around with the little holes in your jeans? Let Starbucks with your legs crossed. Little lispy voices. Uh. Yes, New York City, that New York City, those hipsters who are now Antifa. I read them like a book back then. They're a bunch of clowns. Enough is enough. And it's time. People are sick of it. New Yorkers are sick of it. The real New Yorkers, people who are from New York, they're definitely sick of it. People who are real deal New Yorkers, they don't know what's going on right now. And this is that AOC, Ilan Omar, Rashid Tlaib, Democrat Party, the far radical leftist Democratic Party. That's what they're bringing in. The moderate Democrats are getting pushed to what pushed out. And this is what you happen in New York City. We're going to take it over by radical leftist Democrats here. Chuck Schumer's even t- talking like a radical now. And he was a moderate in the 90s. I know that seems like a lifetime ago for some Democrats, but it's true. It's very true. Very, very true, sir. Now, yeah. And I, oh, shout out to Astrid. He said, I bet Curtis may have won. You know, Curtis Silva, who's running for mayor here in New York, who got, don't we got? Do I got to talk about what happened in New York? I'm sorry. I mean, shout to Vicky Palladino, by the way. Vicky Palladino, city councilwoman in Queens, Whitestone, Queens. She won. That's my girl. I call her my political mom, Italian, New Yorker, born and raised in Queens, real patriot. Much love for her. So glad that she won. That was that was right there. That made my whole entire month. Love that woman. She's an amazing woman. First time I saw her was the premiere of Death of a Nation. I was walking out. She was literally getting an argument by herself in the middle of the road with about 35 Black Lives Matter. <laughs> no shame. Like, bring it. Bring it. A proud boy had to come out and pick her up and carry her way out the road because she was ready to dive in on there. She was not backing down. Real deal patriot, folks. I know you guys in New York who are listening. I don't got to explain to you, but people who are in New York who are listening, always tune in to me. Listen to what I have to say. Guys, Vicky Paladino, check her out. Real deal. Real deal patriot. Much love for her. Amazing woman. Glad she won for New York. Big win for New York. This is going to be, that's the first step in turning New York red, by the way. It's going to be Vicky Palladino getting elected. Mark my words on that. She's not going to be one of these little blow by the wind politicians when she's in there. She's going to fight on behalf of our MAGA, America First Patriots. She's definitely going to fight on our behalf. Glad she won. Shout out to Vicky Palladino. But okay. But yes, Curtis Silva, anyways, running for mayor, as on the Republican side, got blown out the water. And if you guys have seen what's going on in New York right now, when we have these, you know, the, uh, the anti-vax mandate rallies and all this going on in New York, people are getting fed up. A lot of Democrats are coming to these events. They're fed up. But yet, Curtis Silva gets beat that bad by, you know, Eric Adams, really? A guy who used the Joe Biden technique to campaign, to hide in the basement the whole entire campaign. That was his technique, folks. And he just somehow just miraculously crushes Curtis Silva to competition, even though he didn't campaign. Just like how Joe Biden got more presidents. At, sorry. Calm down. He got more votes to any president in American history, folks. In case y'all forgot. Sleepy Joe Biden. Poopy pants in front of the Pope Biden. 
That guy, most, most popular president in American history. That's what they want us to believe. Not happening. But anyway, so yes. And so in other words, in case you haven't gotten to pay attention, the cheating is still there. It's still got to be, we still got to be aware. We still got to fight. So what am I going to do? As you guys know, I got my group here in New York, the Conservative Republican Alliance of New York, that I founded over a thousand local New York conservatives in the area and growing. I'm doing an event December 5th, December 5th, Metropolitan Republican Club, folks. Be there. I want to say about 5 to 9 p.m., something around that time frame. Look for 4 or 5 p.m. to start Metropolitan Republican Club in Manhattan, the 5th of December, which is a Sunday. Be there. I want to have some America First Patriots there, some from Jersey, a lot of New York, America First activists. We're going to have just Patriots speaking because we're going to push that America First message. We're going to get poll workers. We're going to get poll watchers. In there by 2022, by the time 2022 comes and that red wave hits and crashes, I'm going to be right there with the biggest warship captain of that bad boy coming there with you. And guess what? And when 2024 comes around and Trump runs again, it's going to be on. It's going to be on and popping then. And we're going to see. And so when Trump comes back, he's going to have an army waiting for him. He would been, He's better off running in 2024. He would have run running back, back, back to back because he still would have had those rhinos all over the place. By the time he gets back, we're going to clean house with those rhinos. That is what's going to happen. So it's coming, folks. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for that, for that. So let me go and play you guys some clips, man, because I know I've been talking. I've been just at that little situation that happened with my little network connection. But I want to let you guys get your thoughts on a few things. We talked about Slippy Joe Biden. There's a few Slippy Joe Biden clips that I have here. And I played one earlier. I want to play it again because some of you guys might have missed it. or, But it's either way, it's worth watching again. This is uh, Sky News talking about. Uh, Slippy Joe Biden, see if you can understand what he said kind of situation. Let me see if you guys can understand what he said. What are your thoughts? Welcome back to the Friday Showdown. And let's dive into this week's edition of what in God's name is Joe <laughs> Biden trying to say? No global expression, time is money. As one computer said, if you're on the train and they say Portal Bridge, you know you better make other plans. Uh, let's let's go over what he just said there. Let's just not ignore that. Let's go over it. As one computer said, if you're on the train and they say Portal Bridge, you know you better make other plans. <laughs> I've got nothing. Okay, let's let's leave that to one side. Side. <laughs> oh, Sleepy Joe. Oh, Sleepy Joe. Yeah. So that's. What we have, folks. Did anybody get that? Did anybody say, hey, Chris, I, I, I put two and two together on that one. I'm still trying to figure that one out myself. Maybe it went over my head or way under the bridge or whatever you want to call that. But, yeah, that, that really happened. That was uh, the president of the United States. Uh, so, yeah, so the countries are watching us, folks. They're watching us. And you see how they're acting. I mean, Afghanistan was just like an in-your-face situation. And it amazes me how something like Afghanistan that recently just happened the way it happened and that serious of a situation that was and how we've already swept it under the rug and we moved on. And and I I really don't understand that at all. That was to me a very serious situation right there. It showed a serious chink in this country's armor. And it's not from people like us who watch, you know, who listen to me, patriots like us. It's not us. We know who it is. It's a, a asterisk having administration in office right now, who's just a, like a, a zombie. The guy has dementia. The guy is brain dead. And I, when I was younger and naive, and I was a Democrat, and I was voting, and I was Yes, we can with Obama and 08 and all that good stuff. And I was just so far gone. I was just young. I was, guys, give me a break. Okay. I know. I get it. I get it. All right. But back in those days, I remember Joe Biden. 
I remember watching Joe Biden every time the election came and he would run and he was called a filler candidate. And for those who don't know what that is, a filler candidate is just a candidate that's there to show up, who's a talking head pretty much, who who's almost there almost every election. And he's like, you know, uh, you know, he's just there. And he, he's and what Joe Biden was known for was saying something maybe witty and funny for a moment. And that'll get him a little attention and some hand claps and some laughs or whatever, some cheers. And then about 10 minutes later, he'll say something completely out of whack and foolish. And that would be his chances of ever doing anything. He's done. And so he wasn't a serious candidate when he didn't have dementia. But now that he has dementia and he can barely complete a sentence and he's sharding himself in front of the Pope. Now, let this guy become president of the United States. Now he's the most popular president in U.S. history. Not when he was young in his prime and was plagiarizing his campaign and had to be kicked out. And he was pro-segregation, saying he didn't want his kids going to school in the jungle. Not that Joe Biden, you know what I mean? That, not that guy. You know, That's when he was like sharper. He, that's who he was. Now that he's old and just out there and you ain't black unless you vote for me. Now that's where we put him in the forefront. Now, this is the guy they put in the front and said, this is this is who we pick. This is who we choose. We went four years of criticizing Donald Trump and the way he carries himself and whatever. And, and, you know, he governed very well and all that. We criticized him, but then we put this guy, Sleepy Joe, in. So this is what we're stuck with. And, it's, you know, this is sad what we're dealing with right now. But, you know, there's a bright future ahead. I really do feel it. And I think Jersey is a perfect example of that. I think Virginia is an amazing example of that. What's happening in Virginia. You guys don't see what's happening in Virginia right now. Virginia is turning red, 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 red. And not like, you know, I'm talking like Georgia blue. Like, you know, you know Georgia went blue. Well, Georgia's blue now after the last election. They voted Biden. You know, Georgia that, you know, when I was there, we waited. I waited in line six and a half hours in Fulton County. That county name is so important. That's near Atlanta. The only blue dot in Georgia. Everything else is red. That little blue dot determined the presidency the last election, and that's how Joe Biden won. I and mean, I knew when that whole little blue dot with Fulton County, we were doing that. I knew that was all fake news. I knew that was a lie. I knew they were stealing the election at that moment. I got upset. I was at the Metropolitan Republican Club for an event, and I was yelling, really screaming at the screen. People were watching me like I was going to lose my mind because I knew what they were doing right then and there. Because I lived in Georgia. My family's from Georgia. Fulton County does not determine elections. Fulton, Fulton County is a small dot in Atlanta, and Atlanta is a small dot in the state of Georgia. And that little small dot, Atlanta, is the only blue dot in the whole entire state. So you tell me that little blue dot determined Georgia when Obama lost it, and he lost it by eight points in 08. So the, uh, the first black president of the United States could not win Georgia, but Joe Biden can. Yeah. Anyways, so, yeah. So what that brings me to sleepy Joe Biden again. I can go days and days about sleepy Joe Biden, guys. This guy, I, I don't know what else can be said that... Hasn't been said. I mean, I spoke about Afghanistan earlier. Um, and, that, you know, that was, and we all know that's not a situation to joke around with. That was a very serious situation. It didn't show that our country was showing weak in terms of our, mil- you know, our military strength and our foreign policy, which is not technically weak. It's just our leadership is weak. So it's making that look weak as well. Um, Trump came on. I saw him do a speech. He spoke on Fox and Friends. And he pretty much said when he was dealing with the uh, the Taliban and the leadership of the Taliban, he checked them. He said, nah, you guys aren't going to be doing this when I'm in not when I'm in office. Like pretty much, you know, Trump put his foot down, said, you know, the deal. We're America. You're some little country in the Middle East. Don't try us. What you, you know, you guys are riding camelback still. We will rock. We will wreck you guys. Do not try it. And he didn't say those words, but, you know, <laughs> he might as well have said that. And they didn't do nothing. 
And he said that if he want, he was planning to withdraw from Afghanistan, but if he wouldn't have done it, the last group he would have withdrew would have been the military. And that's just, hello. That's any good leader. That's, they should know that. And the way that Joe Biden did that extraction was horrific. And it just gave me, you know I mean? It kind of gave me like, I'm not, I wasn't around for that time, but of course I know history. I love history. Uh, when I learned about Vietnam, when I got a little older, it was just like a time in history. I'm like, wow, that's when America really took a, mm, took a hit, like right there. We went to get took a little L on that one. And that's very rare. You can say that about America history, but Vietnam was that, that's how dramatic that whole situation was. And that gave me like a vibe of that. You know, I wasn't, of course, physically around for that. I know history of it, but it just felt like, man, we, whoa, ew, that was not right, America. Oh, now it's just bad. And we did not have to do that at all, at all. There were so many other options. And we just had this pathetic leadership that chose the worst option possible. And he didn't choose it. He can't even think for himself. The guy can't even complete his sentence. I, guys, you just heard the clip I played you. Was it robot doppelganger? What, what is he saying? Come on, seriously. The guy... The guy is out of it. If Trump would have said that sentence, they would have given him mental evaluation that moment, right there on the spot. They would have had cameras still been rolling. It would have been freaking hot mic and everything. They would have said, oh, put a mental evaluation, get hooked up. This guy is out of it. We got to impeach him right now. And this guy is in bad, bad shape. I we used to get angry at Joe Biden because, you know, oh, you're so, this guy's, you know, just out there. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But I'm just not getting to the point now where I kind of feel sad for him. Like when I see him, I'm like, man, I just feel sad for this guy. Man, I feel sad for the country. I feel sad for Democrats. Uh, they, I don't know if that's what my feels the saddest for is them. It's like, this is who you guys chose. You guys spent f five years, including uh, Trump running for president, saying, oh, evil rich white men and oh, Trump's a racist. Oh, Trump's a bigot. Trump, all this I heard. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it so long, so many times. And then you, you throw sleepy Joe Biden like that is the the ying to the Trump's yang. Like you guys, that evil character you were making up in your head that you were saying with your Trump, that your Trump derangement syndrome was cranking around in your head that you had about when it came to Trump. Those thoughts you had. Guess what? It's Joe Biden is who you're thinking about. Talk about we are Nazis. We're Nazis. We're Gestapo. Oh, you guys on the right. You guys are Nazis. You're Gestapo. I live in New York City. The only one I see acting like the Gestapo right now are Democrats. The only ones I see being racist right now are Democrats. The only ones I see. And for the last five years, all I heard from you guys is we are Nazis. We are Democrats. Jumps over eight, drops da da da. And you guys are still Trump, 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 Trump. You guys can't stop talking about Trump. He's not even in office no more. And all you talk about is Trump because you're obsessed with him. Because you're deeply in love with him. If you guys want to be keep it real, keep it really real, I think a lot of you clowns, you love the man so much. You hate that you love him. You hate yourself. That's why you do a little tip attention. Ah, I hate myself. You hate the moment that you feel a moment in your life, especially the beta male. You probably had a moment you felt masculinity watching Trump. And you're like, I hate that feeling. I want to go back in the basement. Where's my safe space? Ah, can't stand it. Can't stand it. But guess what? It's making me stronger. What doesn't kill you will make you stronger. And I deal with this all the time. People say, Chris, get out of New York, come to Texas, you know, come to Georgia. I got people reaching out to me. Much love for you, my patriots in the South, Midwest. Much love for y'all. Thank you so much for the support. But I'm a fighter, man. I'm here to fight. I'm here for the long run. And if, you know, we leave here, 
you know, it's like we got to hold the line, man, because we leave it to the Democrats in this place. It's going to go. I mean, you see what's happening in L.A. right now, and it's happening in New York City slowly but surely. And you see what's going on in Australia. That's when you look in the world kind of lip tip. Look what's going on in Australia right now. They're trying, they're trying to bring that to America. Now, my people right, listening to me who are from the South right now, who are parts of the country who are in the Northeast right now, listening to me or on the West Coast in California kind of area or, you know, Portland, you know, that kind of area who are listening to me right now. It, we are the lab rats of the country right now. They have vac vaccine mandates. I can't go in, like when I go out, I can't go into certain restaurants. I can't go into most restaurants. 90% of restaurants I can't go into because I don't got a vaccine passport that are mandate. Pass where the heck they call it? I don't know what they call it, vaccine passport. I don't have one. So there's times I can go to public restrooms when I had to go to the bathroom, not to get too personal, but I'm being honest with you. Couldn't let me go in because no vaccine passport. Can't go to restaurants to eat. Can't go to the gym. I'm about to, I'm, I'm gotten myself in personal good shape. I learned through quarantine how to just get in my own shape without a gym. Like I can get, I can lose weight, but I'm, I'm trying to gain muscle now and I got no gym. So I'm like, okay, I can't go to the gym. The gym right down the road from my house that you go to. Can't go there anymore. I got to go. I found a gym in Hoboken. New, in New Jersey, across the bridge, I got to take the, you know, the train over there and I'll go to the gym there because I'd rather do that than cower down to these cancel culture, radical leftist, Gestapo tactic using idiots. Facts. Rather do that. I'll go to I'll go to Jersey every single day before I do that. I ain't bowing down to you. I'm going to and shout out to Jersey for for letting me for letting that happen, because right now, as long as, as, long as this freaking governor, Murph, Phil Murphy doesn't steal the election over there and do that. But if he steals the election, guess what? He's already said he's going to bring the vaccine mandate to Jersey if he becomes governor. He's already proud. I got this all day long. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm, I'm not from Jersey, but I've gone to Jersey's last couple uh, weeks, guys. That's I've been running around. I've been doing as many of my videos because I've been literally running around like a madman. I've been in Jersey and I talk to people there and they tell me this guy, freaking Phil Murphy, is insane. He's a madman. He's a Democrat madman. And they said if he gets the governor, he will pass all these mandates. And I tell you guys, if he passes mandates, you guys are going to be just like us in New York. And they're like, Chris, are you serious? I'm like, I am dead serious. He's talking that game. He's going to turn Jersey into New York and L.A. and New York. And I'm, I'm assuming Portland probably or Chicago. I don't know any other cities. I'm probably Democrat ran cities. But we are the lab rats for this country. Listen to me. What they're doing to me, they're going to do the rest of this country. There's things I want to show you guys listening on my you guys might be on my, on my on Facebook or live on YouTube. I want to show you guys so much content. I got saved on my phone. I can't even show you guys. Because I know they would cut me off of YouTube if I if I share it. They would censor me off of YouTube. Censor me off of YouTube. That's why I've been like on thin ice as of late. I'm like, what can I share? What can I not share? What can I say? What can I not say? There's times I'm thinking I've gone and I'm in my mind. I'm like, like I can't get the point across because I'm thinking about what word, what little trigger word I could say that could just shut my whole channel down. It's insane. It's they're censoring conservative voices. And that's what's really going on. That's what's really happening. So, you know, I'm doing what I can to fight against it. I know some patriots out here doing what they can to fight against it. And like I said, I said, what I've been doing, grassroots, grassroots. You know, I'm going old school. I'm going old school America, man. Like when there wasn't an internet and there wasn't even phone connections. I'm not going that far. Okay. I'm not going, I'm not going that far with the phones, but I'm literally linking up with people that I know everyday American citizens say, Hey, let's connect. You know, we're, we're, we're giving each other tips on, you know, how we should, you know, stack up on certain foods and everything like that. We got underground restaurants we go to, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. It's like there's literally people that come to visit from out of state and they visit here. They're like, man, you guys are like underground <laughs> with how you're living right now. Because that's the only way we can live as conservatives is we got to go to certain locations, certain spots, certain places to eat. 
and it's insane. And I, you know, shout out to I miss my son. Oh, okay. I'm sorry if you lost your son too. I miss my son. She said, go to Rumble. Um, yeah, I definitely I'm on Rumble. Uh, shout out to Rumble. And I'm also on man, I'm on Gab, I'm on Gitter. I'm 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 all over. I'm trying to get out there, trying to do as much as I can, but I'm working a full-time job and I'm going to all these events and rallies. So my time is very limited. Like when older people used to tell me all the time growing up, time is valuable, Chris. Time is valuable. I'm like, okay, uh, in one ear, out the other. The older you get and the time, less time you have, you time you that's an important statement. Time is very valuable. But what I'm doing with my time is I'm using it to the best of my abilities. I've literally left one job that I was making more money at to go to a job because I can get off weekends. Because I wanted to get out and get the word out to you guys what's going on. Because a lot's going on here in New York. So I did that. I got a new job. So I got off weekends. Now I'm about to leave that job so I can work remote. So I can come home and I can do my podcast, hopefully in my lunch break now. So you see how I'm moving. I'm like, it's we people ask Chris, are we heading to a civil war? I say, we're not heading to civil. We are in a civil war right now. There's no heading anymore. We're there. We're here. Here we are. And yeah, I think this is not, you know, you know, this is not, you know, the 1600s or 1500s, 1700s, where if we go to a war in our, within our own country that, you know, we're going to be marching on a hilltop and somebody's going to be beating a drum and, you know, you know, you know, that, that kind of style is it's not going to be that this is 2021. So if we are going to go to war, how would that technically think about it? How would a war technically start in 2021? If it was going to be a war, would it go straight physical or would it be fighting other elements like digital or, you know, censorship or, you know, stuff like that, like cancer culture, for example, and shout to Dave Chappelle and what he's doing with cancer culture. I love what Dave Chappelle has done and what he's doing, man. That's my dude all day long going against the LGBTQ and I'm not saying go against them like they should be attacked or they're bad people. I'm just saying going against how they have that cancer culture right behind their back. And you cannot even make a joke about the LGBTQ community without getting canceled and getting knocked off and getting your career ruined. And I say, I'm about true equality. I, people say equality, 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 no less so much. I'm about true equality. If you are a citizen of America and you are part, you're equal to everybody else, then guess what? You should be able to take a joke. That's about being American. I mean, I grew up like that. I got friends in this country. Hey, we joke, make fun of each other. It is what it is. If you can't take the heat, get out the kitchen. That's the saying that the older heads used to tell us as kids. And we carry that on because, you know, you know, I'm millennial, millennial X right next to Gen X. So I'm the last generation technically of that Americana kind of America first kind of generation. So I know what time it is. So, you know, and hey, what's up? Sprite from ABL chat. Oh, Sprite. Okay. Oh, that's what's up. Yes. Yeah, Scrapbook. Hey, what's up? All right. Seems some patrons out here. So thanks for coming in, saying what you guys got to say. But, you know, I want to play some more clips for you guys. Because, you know, there's more clips to be played, man. There's a lot going on right now in the country right now. And I want to tell you guys so much. I want to show you guys so much content that I have. I went to my rally, you know, but they're going to, ooh, medical misinformation. I'm sorry. But, you know, it is what it is. It's all good. It's all good. So let me show you guys. A clip here is uh, some little Stevie Joe Biden clip. Let's see what Stevie Joe has to say this time. Mr. President, I'd like to ask you a question, sir. Where do you stand? You said last week uh, that this report about uh, migrant families at the border getting payments uh, was garbage. No, I didn't uh, say that. Let's get it straight. You said everybody coming across the border gets five hundred, four hundred fifty thousand dollars. So the number was what you got a problem. Okay. Now here's the thing. Sure. If in fact, because of the the outrageous behavior of the last administration, you coming across the border, whether it was legal or illegal, and you lost your child. You lost your child. It's gone. 
you deserve some kind of compensation, no matter what the circumstances. What that will be, I have no idea. I have no idea. But you don't think DOJ negotiated something? Lost your child. Lost your child. Man, looks like somebody like had like he's reading off of like a like a had like a teleprompter back there and it just said, you know, like acting, like you know, like like show passion. And he was like, Oh, yes. Man, this is so sad. This is so sad. This is Joe Biden, folks. And you saw what he was talking about. And what he was talking about is something that I people gotta pay attention to, people gotta be aware of. Like they are like I had people that I know personally who went down to the border. I'm I'm more than likely going to go down to the border soon, guys. I'm not going to guarantee, you know, this is, you know, mark my words on this day at this time. But it's a lot of people coming around and coming, to, you know, been linking up with me. Chris, we got to get down there. Some people I know have gone there to show me some video footage from down there. What's going on at the border right now is insane. It's insane what's happening at the border right now. Sad, sad stuff, man. And these people that I know aren't, you know, some high class news reporters you know, you know, working for, you know, big time news stations or ABC, NBC, Fox News, nothing like that. Everyday people like me and you just say, I'm going to go to the border. And they gone there and they record some content. Those of you who are living around the border, who live in Texas, I'm going to have to tell you anything. You know firsthand. I'm sure you probably have your own stories to tell. But they show me the video footage, crazy stuff that's happening right now. And so I'm thinking about getting down there soon and showing you guys what's going on, doing like a live stream and just doing a report down there for Right Side Media, you know, my new media network. So, you know, guys, it's insane. And they're talking about now giving these people money for coming over here illegally. So now if you break the law and come to a country illegally, you can get $45,000. I forgot what it was. I, I, I don't even want to say. I don't even care. The fact that if you get $2 is too much, in my opinion. This is insane. This is Joe Biden here, folks. This is Trump was building the wall. Trump was doing great. We had the toughest we've been on board. ICE was doing their thing. ICE agents were on TV telling amazing stories about how they were just handling the border situation and bringing change to America. And that all went to the wayside. We put Joe Biden in there. He reversed all the, the, the wall building, stopped it. Then said he's going to build it up again, then stopped. Then build a wall around his house. Instead, this is what we have. And now we, he's paying these illegal immigrants to come over here. And you don't think that coyotes, the people were, you know, who are working with the drug dealers who are sneaking people over here, who are smuggling drugs over here at the same time, you know, smuggling people, raping women, all kinds of, Trump said it, but he was a racist for saying, oh, I said it. That is what's happening. It's really going down. I have, like I said, people I know personally went down there and seen stuff. So it's insane what's happening right now. It's not being talked about. It's getting swept under the rug. You know, when when Trump was in office, all we heard, kids in cages, kids in cages. You know, that was Obama's presidency where that video was taken from. But where is the talk now about kids in cages? Where's the talk about mental evaluation? Because you need somebody needs mental help. Where's all these Democrats? Where are they now? Where's Me Too? Where's Black Lives Matter? Where's all these groups that were all over the place during Trump's presidency? They need to be, their voices need to be heard now. They're trying to make kids take vaccine shots in New York. If you're ages 5 to 11 years old, they're going to try to... And, Enforce vaccine shots on kids in New York. That's really happening here right now, folks. That's Gestapo tactics. But yet we were the Gestapo. Oh, man. So it's crazy what's happening right now, folks. It's crazy. And this is what this is what's going on. And a lot of people aren't aware. And it's not aware. And if you live in it, you're aware. If you you know can get it out to people that are willing to listen, they can be aware of what's going on. But like I said before, we're in the Civil War. 
Like I said, I'm dealing with it on a because I'm because I'm on that digital format kind of level, and I'm setting up events. I'm doing rallies. You guys are probably when you got in a fight with Antifa a few years back here in Manhattan. I recorded that incident, and then the, and freaking Cuomo, mobster Cuomo, stepped in and pressed charges on two guys. They got four years apiece. I saw that before January 6th. So when January 6th went down, I already knew what was going on while I was there, and they were starting reporting on. It. I'm like, oh boy, this is a setup, another setup. I already saw it. So this is real here, folks. I'm trying to wake people up, man, because I've already been dealing with the government. I had the DA at my house. I have friends who I know showing video footage of the FBI at their front door because they showed a video clip because they were at the wrong place at the wrong time. And it, and it was just not even there at the wrong place at the wrong time. The media and the government made the, the place the wrong place. And they just happened to be at that place. Now you're in trouble. I've seen that. I've dealt with that. That is not America that I grew up in. This is the America they're trying to enforce, especially here in New York, especially here in New York. It's not a game. We are in the Civil War, and it's time to fight. And you can go on offense like Martin Luther King taught us. Martin Luther King Jr. taught us. You can go on offense without hurting a person. And we're seeing it now. You've seen the rally. You've seen events. New York City Freedom Rally. Shout out to the Patriots out there. Joe Speaks Truth. I know her personally. Good friend of mine, you guys saw some of my videos in the past with the MAGA events, MAGA rallies, real patriot. She out there fighting right now. I know some real patriots fighting from different causes. We're all fighting right now. I'm Like I said, I got my next event, December 5th, Metropolitan Republican Club in Manhattan. I'm bringing America first candidates from New Jersey and New York and activists and people who just want to register Republicans who I know personally in the Bronx who are going out there late at night by themselves with a megaphone saying the truth about the Democratic Party. I know some patriots. I'm getting them together. I'm building an army of patriots that are willing to fight for the country without, like I said, we're not hurting a soul. We're not burning down a building. We're not rioting. We're not looting. We're not doing none of that foolishness. We're just, we're just uniting. We stand divided. We fall. We're uniting. That's all we're doing. And the more they censor me on the internet, the more I unite in the, the real, real world. We're, here we're at. That's what I do. I don't cry. I don't get upset. I don't, oh, man. These guys, you know, big tech. Yeah, big tech. I know about big tech, but I never depend on big tech before big tech. When, when I shot to my man, Brandon Strzok, we walk away when I did that first video that went viral. And that's where it all started for me. But before that, I was out here getting my voice fighting. I never, it's not even about, I'm not, a, I'm not afraid of big tech. I'm not intimidated by big tech. If big tech wants to try to censor me and shut me down, fine. Well, I'm going to hit the, the real world. You can have tech, technology, the tech world. I'll go to the real world. I go to my fellow American patriots. I go to, to United We Stand Divided We Fall technique. That's how this country won in 1776, and that's how we're going to win now. So that's what I'm going to get to. I know my history of this country. So I'm going to go back to those tactics to get things done, and that's what I've been doing. And I've gotten my group, the CRA, Conservative Republican Alliance, stronger than it's ever been. And I am going to, I got plans for the upcoming near future, and I'm linking up with people in Jersey who are doing their thing. Shout out to Billy Prempe. Shout out to man. Check this gentleman out doing his thing in jersey blowing up in jersey he's running for a local candidate position there i got a friend of mine darius who's running doing his thing you know joseph doing his thing i know some patriots in jersey new york I, we're coming we are coming on an activist level on a political level on a grassroots level they we their people are fed up in the northeast folks people are fed up with the democratic especially because the democratic party has gone radical they're radical democrats now At least we can say back in the 90s they were moderates or whatever they now they've been radicalized, and now even the moderate Democrats can't push out the radical leftists. 
They can't push out AOC if they tried. The Democrats already tried, folks, here in New York to try to push out AOC. The Democrats can't even push her out. That's how radicalized things have gotten. So we're standing up and we're going to do our things. This is the perfect time right now, especially with this vaccine mandate situation. The Democrats have really shot themselves in the foot. This is a perfect time for us on the right to step on in and get reach people that we can never have reached before when it comes to political beliefs about telling about conservatism. That's where we get to the inner cities. That's what I'm planning to do in New York City with the CRA, Conservative Republican Alliance. We're going to go to Queensbridge. We're going to go to the Bronx. We're going to go to Harlem. We're going to go to Brooklyn into the inner cities, turn those areas red. And once we turn them red, we're going to flip some, some boroughs around. If we flip the city around, the whole New York state would turn red. And upstate New York's already red. Staten Island, one of the five boroughs, is already red. It's the only thing that's turning New York blue, four boroughs. Only thing, the reason that New York is still blue. If I can get into those boroughs and get to the inner cities that nobody's talk, touching, especially not the Democrats, and that's the ones they run, if I get in there, flip the inner city red, guess what? New York's red. If New York's red, man, could you guys imagine? You only imagine. I, and remember who said it first. The crazy nut man in front of Trump Tower when de Blasio paid Black Lives Matter in front of Trump Tower. And I came out there with the CRA and said, turn New York red the next day. That guy, me. Not saying it all about me. No, my fellow patriots CRA, they were right there with me. And I'm making this all about me. And God put God first. God gets all the glory. But I went out there, made my voice heard. And guess who came out after my girl, Bevelyn Beatty, who I just interviewed, shot to my girl, Bevelyn. She came out the next day after me and threw black paint all over the Black Lives Matter symbol all over that. That is the America I'm fighting for. So it's time, folks. It's time. Turn New York red. Turn New York red. And that's why there's still in elections in Jersey. Because they see in Jersey turn red, and Jersey's right a bridge, a bridge cross away, folks. So I'm telling you, if that time comes, when that time comes, not if that time, when that time comes, when New York turns red, I'm going to be here in the forefront. And people were telling me, Chris, get out of there. You're gonna, no, I'm going to stay here. When Jonah tried to get away from where he had to go, he and was it Nineveh, I believe. And you know what happened? He got eaten by a big fish. When God needs you somewhere to do something, you better be there to do it. And I knew the only reason I came to New York because God had me here. And this is before I did anything political, folks. This is years ago. I, the, the, man, I could tell you guys stuff, man. I did not. My my goal was never to like, oh, well, New York, New York, New York. You know, I never had a problem with New York, but it wasn't like my sister loved this place. But, you know, I was like, yeah, I'll check it out kind of thing. But there was a story behind the reason why I came here. And God was a big part of that story. Now the things, everything's unfolding in front of me, in my eyes. Well, God's laying it out in front of me. I know I can see why he has me here, and especially at this time in this period, because these are the times we're living in, folks. These are the end times we're living in. And in the end times, I don't want people to feel like I'm trying to be negative. The end times for us, you know, it, that mean could mean a million years from now. Um, you know, it's just, you know, a million years for God is a second. I mean, a second for God is a million years for us. So it's or a thousand years for us. But either way, it's that's, you know, how I'm looking at it. Like we can be living in the end times in biblical terms, but we can still fight and make America a beautiful country for centuries to come. So I'm not looking at it like that, but you are seeing signs. When it says in Revelations, it said the good would be bad, the bad would be good. You know, you the mark of the beast, you won't be able to buy, sell, or trade if you have if you don't have the mark. Right now, I can right now is very moment. I can't go into certain restaurants, buy anything. That's happening right now, folks. I can't even go to the I can't go to the gym. Can't do that. Bars, restaurants, nope, not happening. So when I was a kid in the 90s, I thought that was the craziest thing when they would say that. I was like, what the heck is this book talking about? The market of beast? What? You know, a little kid in the 90s, a little naive kid. 
And now as an adult, grown man, now I'm looking, I'm like, wow, it's right here in my front of my face. What a, wow. In New York City, whoa, it's really here in front of my face. Wow. So, you know, man. And it says, like, my, yeah, Mike Tags here. It seems like forever since we elected Giuliani. I absolutely agree. And I just met his son uh, the other day, you know, real patriot. Had a good uh, qu- uh, conversation with him, Andrew Giuliani, young guy, uh, 35, I believe. But, you know, I said I had a lot of respect for his father. His father really saved New York in a lot of ways. I talk to New Yorkers all the time, folks, especially people that have been here for a period of time who've seen the shift in New York when it was like in the 80s and the 90s. How it was like a lot of areas were crime infested. And he said when Giuliani got in here, he flipped the whole situation around. Like the New York that I moved in 10 years ago definitely wasn't the New York City that was around in the 90s and early 2000s. The Manhattan I saw, like Disney World looking Manhattan with the freaking people dressed with mascots and all that. They that wasn't the, the Manhattan from the 90s and 2000s. I did a YouTube video, not the 2000s, sorry, the 80s and 90s. I, did, I had to go to YouTube to see that Manhattan. I was like, whoa, craziest person in that video was the cameraman. Who was the one recording all that nonsense, man? There was pimps and prostitutes all over the place, throwing bottles and everything. But that's a whole different story. But Giuliani cleaned that up. But you know who also helped clean that? Oh, now that we're speaking about that, well, let me not, let me not move too fast now. You know who else helped clean up Manhattan other than Giuliani was a big part of it? The first person they said it took the first blow at knocking out the craziness out of Manhattan, Donald J. Trump. Aha, yes, folks. He was still a businessman, obviously, at the time. Still has real estate business. There's a skating rink that I'm um, I'm I'm bad. It's it's I forgot the, the name of it or where it was, but they were doing construction on it in Manhattan for like 20 years, some crazy like that. And this one Manhattan was just a like a crime infested, crazy, you know pimps and prostitute spot. It was just madness. And Trump saw that and said, if you guys could make work on the skating rink and actually fix it up and make it look nice, like it could possibly bring in tourists and make this city eventually over time with the tourists coming in, clean it up. And you guys will want it clean so you can, you know, build up the economy and everything like duh. But so he did mention that and he, Oh, there he is. Uh, Sanja's scrapbook, Wallman rink. There we go. So Wallman rink, he knows what I'm talking about. So Donald J. Trump worked on Wallman Rink, and Marianne said it too. Shout out to Marianne. And so Wallman Rink, and once he built up Wallman Rink, it made it looking nice and, and beautiful. Then tourists started coming in. They put it. They put the Donald Trump name brand on it, which they just recently took away. By the way, you can still see the lettering where Donald Trump's name was, but they removed his name because oh, he's mean, he, he has mean tweets. But anyways, he's the one who built that rank up and he, they had his name on it because, you know, the proud situation. And right after that happened, other businesses started building businesses in Manhattan. And then they started bringing the economy into Manhattan. And then as time went by, you know, Giuliani, Giuliani came in there, started cleaning up the crime situation. And boom, we got Manhattan like a new Disney World. And that's the Manhattan that I came into where there's tourists everywhere. And you couldn't even walk without stepping on a freaking tourist. <laughs> They're everywhere. And then COVID happened. And now it's who don't even talk about the ghost town. Uh, but anyways, yeah, so Donald J. Trump, folks. And I did this research on Donald J. Trump when I decided I was going to vote for him. I not vote for him, but I was thinking about voting for him because I had three candidates I was going to support. I was Herman Cain, Ron Paul, Dr. Ben Carson, and one, the, two of them from the 2012 election, Dr. Ben Carson, obviously from 2016. And media messed up all their chances of winning. And that's when I knew in my head, it's okay, we don't decide our presidents in this country. The media does. And then I saw Donald J. Trump, how he handled the media. And I was like, whoa. When I saw that, I was like, Trump, I, I don't know exactly what your policies are yet, but I like how you did that. That was nice, how you just wrecked the media like that. So I started looking at those policies, and I liked what his policies were. And I was like, okay, Trump, are you really serious about this, or are you just kind of trying to run and what you think is going to win you to the presidency and get your name out there? And then when I saw the videos from him in the 80s and the 90s on different talk shows, talking to different people, he always spoke about this kind of thing. He said that 
if you ever got and they asked him if he's in the Oprah famous interview when she asked, are you are you gonna will you ever consider running for president? He said, I, I haven't considered it, consider it because uh money's not that not good enough. <laughs> you know how Trump is. But but he said, But if the country ever got bad enough in bad shape, I would run. And at that time in 2016, Hillary's about to become president of the United States. Ugh. He was running. I was like, wow. He even stuck to his word when it came to the country is in that bad of a shape, he would run. And he was sticking to his word even on that. So I was like, all right, Trump, you got my support. You got my vote. And that was, I would say, and I would say that with confidence, the best vote for any politician in my entire life. I would say that about Donald J. Trump. He did amazing. And that's why they had to throw everything at him but the kitchen sink, the globalists of the world, the establishment Democrats, the establishment Republicans. You see the same Republicans who are now freaking pat, help passing this infrastructure bill by the Democrats, this crazy infrastructure bill, freaking trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars going to like absolutely nowhere, not really coming to effort, going to infrastructure, just a bunch of nonsense. And the ones who pass it, these freaking rhino Republicans, man. And these are the ones who help get Donald Trump out of office. And that's why I'm saying what I'm going to do for the CRA. And you guys can do the same, man. Get people elected in your local state committee positions and where you live. Get them local state committee position. Help them become district leaders. They can be everyday Americans. There's a truck driver. I'm bad with names, guys. There's a truck driver in New Jersey who just won the election in New Jersey on, I believe, a local state committee position with $180 or something like that. He said he spent $180. And this other guy spent like $180 million or something like that. And he got beat by this guy. This is where America's heading. America wants America first. America wants everyday Americans in offense. And that's what Trump proved before all of that. So it's time, folks. It's time for everyday Americans like you and me to get into office. And we got a clean house from the bottom up. And that's how we got to do it. And, folks, you know, you know, I got to talk to you guys all day. There's so much I can talk about, so much going on. So many clips I, I want to play with you guys, uh, clips I want to play for you guys. But uh, let me just play one. This is uh, freaking Joe Biden. Uh, I mentioned Afghanistan situation earlier. This is him after the whole occurrence happened and they were taking away, you know, uh, carrying some of the soldiers with the military kind of burials set up and they were coming off Air Force One. And he is there standing like, you know, when you see Trump standing, Trump would do the salute, you know, much respect. You know, Trump was always there, you know, put the military first when it came to situations like this. But look how Joe Biden handled the situation. Uh, Nicole G, who was the, one of the two female Marines who were killed among the 13 she was the one who posted that Instagram post holding the baby saying, I love my job just a few days ago. Wow. So it was pretty quick. I don't know if you guys caught it or not, but when they first were initially taking out the people from uh, out of Air, uh, the soldiers who were lost lives, lost their lives at Air Force One. He like checked his watch, like took a glance at his watch, wasn't paying attention. So, you know, you can tell where his head was at. And, and, and even after the whole situation, how he handled Afghanistan and how he totally mismanaged that as a, you know, president of the United States. The fact that he still had no care, no respect for this. And, you know, after that, making such a mistake, you know, Jimmy Carter to me was a horrible leader, especially when he came to foreign policy, you know, what I mean, a very weak when he came to that nice guy, he seemed like very nice guy he seemed like, but just weak, very weak as a leader and, and horrible when it came to foreign policy. When he made a mistake like that, you know, he made mistakes in the past when he came to the military. I remember the hostage situation. I don't remember the details of that. I remember, you know, reading about it and learning about it when I was younger, but 
when he did that situation, he mishandled that so bad. But he did feel sorrow. And he felt bad. He, he saw he came out many different times. And you can tell he genuinely knew he made a mistake. Uh, Joe Biden has no clue at all that he's when he makes a mistake or he's totally out of it and doesn't know what he's doing. So this is unfortunately who we have that this is most supposedly the most popular president in American history, which I was told, which what uh, CNN told me, the Clinton News Network told me. So, you know, this is where we're at, folks. This is where we're at. And, you know, I, I don't really know. <sighs> Man, I, I don't know how this presidency is going to uh, turn out. Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, Harris doesn't even come and talk. And she the only time she's ever present, some fake BS looking situation. And she's, you know, just cackling and, you know, she can't lead the country. She's nowhere near capable of leading this country. So that's the only option we have. And Joe Biden does not seem mentally stable enough. Technically. I mean, if any, if we were just treating this like any other presidency in the past, he would have got an evaluation by now. And they would have known that he's mentally not capable of being president right now. But they won't do it right now because they want to be, they want him to be a puppet because, in my opinion, Obama and Susan Rice are pulling the strings like puppets from behind the scenes. Of course, George Soros got a string in there, too, just, you know, kind of dangling, too. But that is why we're dealing with the situation that we have right now with these with Joe Biden. The only reason why he's able to be sitting, standing there and speaking in public view as the president of the United States right now, you know, you can't even complete a sentence is because he is a Manchurian candidate puppet. That's all he is. And that's all, you know, it's a, Sonia says Kamala is too busy looking at the craters of the moon with her own eyes. Yep. That sounds about right. <laughs> John Paul, nice job. Keep it up. Yeah, definitely. Oh, Dave Vanzell is let's go, Brandon. Oh, speaking about let's go, Brandon. Speaking about let's go, Brandon. That reminds me. We, have, we need to have like a let's go, Brandon moment, shall we? So let's have a let's go, Brandon moment, shall we? Thank you to all of our partners. Oh, my God, it's just such an unbelievable moment. Brandon, you also told me, as you can hear the chants from the, the crowd, let's go, Brandon. Brandon, you told me you were going to kind of hang back those first two stages and just watch and learn. What did you learn that helped you there in those closing laps? Oh, my God. It was uh, learning how each line didn't uh, stay to one, and everything shifted top to bottom so much. <laughs> let's go brandon we already know and shout out to my boy chandler crump by the way as well chandler crump bryson gray did their thing let's go brandon song number one on itunes they tried to stop it and censor it all that but they got out there shout out to my boy chandler man you guys remember the first interview you ever did was with me at the young black leadership summit i told him to remember that he's never forgotten it he's come on done interviews with me i'm going to bring him on soon so we can talk about his hit song let's go brandon you guys know in my rally i had the chant going on when i was marching through Manhattan, Times Square, and all that. Let's go, Brandon. I let it be heard. You guys know I don't curse, so I didn't curse. <laughs> but, you know, Joe Biden is Joe Biden. Sleepy Joe. He is the worst president. And to me, the fact that he's up for debate as the worst president in U.S. history, and it's not even been a full year. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What does the future hold for us, folks? I'm going to be confident because I'm an American citizen, and I'm, I got faith in my country. We are the sleeping giant, and we we're waking up. And we're going to wake up and keep doing our thing. And I'm going to be there to help people, awaken people, go into the inner city areas and go to new areas where I got to reach people and that people aren't even going to. Because the people in those areas are really dying to have people come and show that actually want to come there and show care and show support. And if those people come, they're willing to at least listen to what the people got to say. 
and I'm going to be that person along with some other patriots. And we're going to, when they listen to what we have to say, we're going to let them know about that conservatism. That's what we're going to let them know about. And there are a lot of black people in inner cities and all over the country are more conservative than they think. It's just they don't know about it. I was a conservative. Somebody, when I was a Democrat, people who were conservative used to tell me about conservatism because they could see how I carried myself and they knew I was conservative. And then when I learned about conservatism and I became a conservative, it was like I was home. I was like, finally home. I love my fellow patriots on the right. Conservatism is a new counterculture. And that's what we're witnessing right now. But we're going to bring change. The change is coming right now. And I'm in New York in the forefront helping to bring that change. I love my country. I love New York City, man. I do. New York, you know, it's not perfect, obviously. It's got its issues. But, you know, there's a lot great in this country, a lot of great in the city. And there's a lot of great patriots and family that I've met here from this conservative movement here in New York who are just you know, right along with me, man, and find the beginning, who can support me since the very beginning, who see how far I come along and is still here. They still got my back, like from the day, like the day they met me, they had my back. So we're going to keep fighting for this country. We're going to keep getting the word out there. We're going to keep bringing change. And we're going to, we're going to turn New York red, baby. That's what we're going to do. That's how it's going to all turn out at the end of the day. That's my goal. And that's what I'm going to do. The CRA, the Conservative Republican Alliance, guys, if you're watching me right now, you're on Facebook. Please go on my Facebook fan page. It's Christopher Wright, like my name, just like my main page. But I made a new fan page because I'm finding different ways, different avenues to get this message out there. They're trying to censor me, shut me down, but I'm not backing down. And the more they censor me, they think they can fully, fully shut me down one day and just take me off social media totally. Guess what? I'm just going to reach out right here locally and get my American citizens. You guys want to see me on the news in some kind of fashion because I don't have an army of pages with me. Turn New York red. And we're going to be peacefully marching doing what we got to do, getting our voices heard, going to different uh, uh, you know, areas where we got to go to these committee meetings and get our voices heard. But whatever it takes, we're going to get it done. And that's what's going to happen in this country. So like always, like always, folks, God bless everybody out there listening. And may God bless the United States of America. Peace out.